Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the anime and manga industry. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today again is, like as always, Rock. How are you, Rock? Doing great, as always, Kevin. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. I know we're both really excited because with the new anime season coming out here with like a lot of anime that we're excited about today, we're going to be talking about Chainsaw Man Part 2 and all the chapters for, for, for the past two, uh, Part 2. Um, so... Because why not? We got to celebrate Chainsaw, uh, like Chainsaw Man coming out, right? I <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah, so we'll be, we'll be talking about that. and um, But before that, we'll be talking about some anime that we've been watching here for this past uh, past uh, summer 2022 season. But before we get into all that, um, as always, you could follow the Manga Revolution podcast on any podcast service. You could download us there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Um, and you could also follow um, all the work that Rock and I do on the comic book and manga industry at, at comicbookrevolution.com. And then also uh, you could follow um, a- any other things that we've been updating on on our Twitter profile at CB Revolution. And then also the manga podcast at, uh, revolution at the manga podcast on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the Kevin Linus on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, Rock, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with two Ks Revolution. All right. Awesome. And all right, Rock, before we get into talking about Chainsaw Man, because I'm going to actually, we're going to be doing this a little bit different today. Um, I want to talk to you about like any animes that caught your eye during the, this past summer season. Um, is there any animes that you watched this past season before um, that caught your attention and you really became a big fan of? Honestly, the past season I stuck with all the tried and true ones. Yeah. So for me, it was it was the ones I was expecting to enjoy. I haven't veered out of my uh out of my you know happy place. I stuck with Spy X Family. Um, I really, really enjoyed I really enjoyed that uh the part one of, of season one. I just thought it was fantastic. It made me so happy. Um, I probably, I spent some time going back and watching some older animes. Um, I did see, uh, I did go back. I did, uh, I guess one you tipped me on to that. I did try that. I wasn't planning was Fudo pie. And I think it's called PI because of private investigation. Oh, sorry. Is it Fudo PI? Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. It's common writer, which I like a lot. Anyway, any kind of henshin hero i'm gonna be a fan of it's really cool the characters are great i like the whole premise i love the animation it was really fun it started off not how i was expecting for a common rider series so i was kind of for the first couple episodes i was like well this is weird like why are we really going down this hard-boiled detective noir kind of vibe on a common rider show but it once it pivots to more of the common writer esque side of the show, it works perfectly. It, it melds the two genres together really well. That was that was a pleasant surprise. That's probably the one anime I watched this season that I wasn't planning on that really really made me happy. It, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, between that and like love after world domination, I think it I, really got me out yeah. now asking like, can we just get a Super Sentai anime now? Like. Let's just adapt. Yes, like, I, 
or like uh, I started watching Boom, Love right? After World Domination yeah. because you told me to. Yeah. So I, I I watched all of it. I I binged it all in one sitting, and I'm with you. We, we just need like just just give a Super Sentai anime, like just make it happen yeah. at this point, right? Because yeah, we got a uh, what was it? Uh, quadruple S uh, Grindman was similar to that, like uh, the Super Sentai yes. stuff. Um, yes, it was. Now yep. we got uh, uh, Futo PI, yep. and then Love After World Domination. I'm just like, I want them to do more of like this type of yes. uh, just a- anime of like Super Sentai re- related, like Common Rider related, of just because I think that um, there's a lot of potential there for for that type of stuff. Absolutely, a Super Sentai anime, I would be all over that, and I gotta think it would do well too. Yeah, it's just too popular of a franchise. It's a cool gimmick. It'll work well as an anime, and I got to imagine that you could have fun with drawing a lot of the scenes and the characters, the fights. I just think it would be a blast. How we haven't gotten one to this point, Kevin, actually is <laughs> pretty surprising. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, and uh, again, this is a more a me being American audience. So I'm just like, especially because we have like the 30th anniversary of the uh, Power Rangers coming right. up right now i was like man this yep. would be a great time just see if you want to revisit that especially with how popular like the boom studios comic books are yep. like just give us a power rangers anime like see about like having sabad and um tv tokyo teaming up for for an adaption mm-hmm. of that or something like that because i think that's in terms of worldwide um the popular thing is the mighty morphin era so absolutely um, even though there's super sentai that are just as popular if not more popular um in japan too so but um, it did really get me into like, man, this would be a great time just to adapt like the Boom Studios comic book. Yes. Right. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be so awesome. Why yeah. can't you make that happen, Kevin? <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish that's my dream, man. That is my dream. Give us that Lord Dragon uh, arc. Right. Um, but yeah, for I think for me, the, the uh, Fudo P.I. was definitely one of the standouts for me this past season. I think the other one was Overlord. I know I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. um in the past of um this season wasn't as strong as the previous ones but i what i like about the show is that it kind of subverts what um what m- most of these enemies are about where especially like the medieval fan- fantasy ones of um where you're building up all these hero characters like human characters to fight the monsters on this with this anime it's the it, it is really the monsters the final bosses that are the the focus and i like that just because of especially with this past season that just came out you're building up all the characters that for the last four seasons that we've been following we've been following this uh the riestes kingdom and they're they're like how they they lived and then how like the main character completely ruins that of uh um because of how powerful he and his crew are and I like that there's an inevitability that the, this kingdom is going to fall anyways. So like even the hero characters and like they even do some meta commentary there is like one of the characters tries to fight the main character and he's like, see it. If we were in a regular story, you would find some sort of ability to defeat me because I am the final boss of this world, but you're just a regular human being. And like, I destroyed your kingdom and you can't do anything about it. Um, right. So I like that. Like like the entire season, you're following these character, like these regular characters, and then just for the main character to come in and say, "Hey, I'm just too powerful for everybody," and just defeats everybody. So like that's where the emotion comes in, because um, it's basically just a bunch of OP characters um, in this re- uh, regular world. Um, so I, I like that just because they're doing a little something a little bit different, and just the like our main characters are the 
the the Lynch and the uh, and the Dark Elf and all these other characters that you wouldn't expect to be the main characters of of uh, of an anime, and I I, I like that just because yeah, um, sometimes in in a story you can't defeat the final boss, so, and I, I and that's what this entire uh, previous season was about. That no matter what this uh, kingdom that we've been following for four seasons did, they couldn't overcome them. Right. So right. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. So I, I like that. And then the other one um, that stood out to me just because I was very excited about it was uh, that Devil was a part timer. Um, this is an anime actually that came out in 2000, I think 2010, 2011, the first season. Um, but it, it almost took a decade for the second season to come out. Um, <laughs> wait, huh? Jeez. Yeah. So it's a long <laughs> wait. I know for me, I discovered it on Netflix. Um, and I know that's a lot, like, especially American audiences. That's how we, like, a lot of people I know discovered it is off Netflix. But um, it's been a long time coming. To this uh, It's an a- adaption of um, of a light novel that is basically the devil in the demon world. Um, he gets transported to uh, to our world because after his final fight with the hero, he just decides to retreat instead, and he retreats to, to Earth. Um, and because he doesn't have earth doesn't have magic magic or like energy around it right. he becomes basically a regular human being and he since he's a regular human being and he he's basically homeless he and his uh, he has to work at a mcdonald's um and so that that's where the comedy comes in because then there's like the hero follows him she loses also her powers as well so it's just more of like a comedy and right. this season kind of deals more of like a little more with their relationship and then also the relationship with all the supporting cast and stuff like that. And um, one of the supporting cast members kind of starts becoming more, uh, much more important. Um, mm. And I did enjoy it. I think this season was one of where I was like, Oh, okay. They're setting up a third. It was more like set up for a third season. Right. Uh, I'm at the, towards the end um, more so than anything or for a part two of the season. Um, because I know that they just announced that they're coming back for a third season, um, which is good because I know we people have been waiting for it for over a decade for just the second season alone. <laughs> um, Don't want to win another um, 10 years. Exactly. So that was a good thing. <laughs> the one thing I, I did enjoy it, but the one thing that did stand out is that it's more the 2022 animation style. It's more, much oh. more cleaner compared to like oh. the, the late, the early 2010s where it's more just like the tip more traditional animation style. So like this one was more, I guess you want, I could say like the, the characters were, were all cl- like look cleaner or like shinier yeah. and yeah. like had like a little bit more pretty, like look uh, all made to look a little bit more pretty compared Got to it. like the pre the previous like first season. So there's really that standout and it gets t- get, does get, it does take me time to get used to it for a little bit. Cause I was just like, these characters just kind of look like their action figure, like just coming, came out of the factory type. Like yeah. they have that shine, they have that shine of that new animation style that we've been seeing a lot of now. I got it. Um, compared to like the 2010s, where it was more like the traditional animation style. Yeah, that I'm used to. Um, so I was like, oh, that that it was a little bit jarring for me. Because I'm like, enough. oh, you are you guys are using more CGI here, or like CGI animation here. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I I feel your pain on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that, that was like that was the other thing I wanted to mention, just because again, that's something that again all, all anime right now have is that they're using right. a lot more like computer. Yep. Uh, generated animation compared to before but um it was just one thing especially with this because the first season was 10 years ago they did have to change the animation style um because obviously all the animators evolve and like the animation studio um will, will be a little bit different so 
So, um, yeah, so that, I think that's it for me um, for the animes. Like the, the summer season wasn't as intense as I would say the spring, um, at least for me. Um, Rock, I, I could tell that kind of for you as well. Yeah. You're kind of waiting. You're waiting for the fall, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's the fall that really gets me it, super excited. Um, and I, I know you posted. I saw your top 10 animes to watch for the yeah. fall season. You yeah. posted that over Comic Revolution. You can't say Bleach and you can't say Chainsaw Man. Which is the one anime of the 10 you listed mm. taking Bleach and Chainsaw Man off the table? What would you pick as the one you're most excited about? I know it's tough because you like all these, but yeah, um, I think uh, I honestly think uh, Gundam Mobile, uh, uh, like uh, Gund- Gundam the. Witch of Mercury is the one I'm most excited about because because I love Gundam. Um, I've been waiting for since Iron Blood came out. I've been waiting for a new uh, Gundam show. We've had a lot like a lot of random ones, um, like uh, that are more I guess you could say kid oriented. Um, yeah. but um, that 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 I enjoyed. But it, like which of the uh, um, like the new Gundam show? I'm just really excited about. Obviously, Spike's family is right up there. One that I didn't expect, I'm not sure if you saw the trailer for, because I just saw the trailer for it right before I wrote this article, was the Romantic Killer. Yes, <laughs> um, anime. I, I saw that. I, I, I was like, Netflix just released that last week, and I was just like, you know what? This is now might be the most hyped I'm, I am for like an anime <laughs> like that. I never thought I would be hyped for just because I love the premise, <laughs> um, and I love like animes that have these weird premises of like yeah. uh, playing with with tropes and stuff like that. So Romantic wow. Killer was definitely up there. Now and and the other one, I, just because I, I and I talked about this at um, the beginning of the year when we were talking about our top mangas from last year, yep, um, is Blue Lock as well. Um, just because especially it's great timing because we got the World Cup coming up here, so it's going to be a soccer craze and it's a soccer um, anime um, about basically the manga is about uh, Japan trying to get the best striker in the world or best striker for the, their World Cup team and. Right. And the way that they handled that of like having trained all the characters involved to be selfish and not play as a team player, to think selfishly when they're pl- playing as strikers. I think that's a cool concept, especially compared to most sports yep. manga and anime that we have out there. That's always about team, about friendship and all this stuff. And Blue Lock is kind of subverting that of like going against the grain of and forcing a character that he starts off thinking as a team teammate, but is forced to think of like of himself more and more as as it goes on so i think that's a really good concept for especially for a sports sports anime um and just in general for our sports story just because we usually see these type of stories that are about yeah you got to be a team you gotta we gotta be behind each other supporting each other and stuff like that but that's not what this is about because ultimately at the end of the day it's going to be whoever's the best in this academy is going to be selected for the world cup team so they have to play selfishly so i think that's going to be one that um, I'm looking forward to and see how the anime adaption works out and people's reception reception of that compared to other sports animes that we've been getting um, the last decade or so. How about you, Rock? What are you most excited for to fall outside of Chainsaw Man and uh, Bleach and Spy X Family? I'm like you. You're reading my mind. I went with Gundam as well. <laughs> That's the one I went with as well. It, it's just I'm really fascinated to see what they're going to do with the franchise. Um, it's been a while. So I think there's, um, I don't know, I'm just really excited to see a, a brand new take on it. Um, it's always been a franchise that I've enjoyed. 
So, and how long has it been? It's been a while since we've had a, a Gundam anime. I, I don't um, know exactly how long it's been. Yeah, it's, we, we, I think it's been a long time. Yeah, we we've had um we've had ones come out here and there, but they haven't been like main that's right mainline ones. Like yeah. Iron Blood is the last one we did have the S. We've had SD Gundams. We have had uh, the uh, Build Divers, which was yep. enjoyable. Yeah, um, it was. But um, for 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 just being silly campy that I could introduce like my co- like my cousin's kids to uh, Gundam, right. and they now they're obsessed with Gundam. They might. My cousins now hate me because they have to buy them uh, Gundam figures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a good introduction for for them. But in terms of like mainline ones, Iron, I think Iron Blood is the last one that we got that was like the what what you would traditionally expect from them, and that was in 2017. Right, right. So and and what the cool thing is, and I think it gives a different perspective, is that we got a female lead this time. So I think that that's a cool thing that for the first time Gundam is having a female lead, and it's just going to get I think going to give a cool different perspective over the traditional story that we get um as an american kevin that might yeah. be novel for japanese but in america because of disney that's all we get these days so not very <laughs> novel for an american uh, over the yeah. past couple of years but still it's gundam so yeah. i'm curious to see i'm yeah. curious to see how they roll with this it should yeah, be should be interesting yeah because again like like you said we do we are getting at that a lot more here in the united states with yeah. a lot of our more franchises um and it's it's worked out for some work hasn't worked out for others um, again, it, it always will depend on the creative team for that yeah. type of thing. Um, but I, that's the exciting thing about this is that this is the first time we are getting a female lead in in a Gundam show. So I'm very interested to see what the Sunrise team is able to do with yep. when they they're not doing a, the traditional because we've seen it with like yeah. I think like card captors, but that was not their original their original stuff. We've seen a couple right. other um, stuff like, but that's always been them adapting. Yeah. Um. So somebody else's work. That's right. This is original from them. And I'm very interested to see how they handle that. If they are, how they handle the character. And then like, yep. are they going to like veer away from the traditional, like mm-hmm. what well, we see the hero's journey for a Gundam main character. Um, be, yep. um That's always kind of based off like the original Gundam show. It usually yeah. like, they always kind of cycle through that. I wonder if this is going to be an opportunity to kind of change up the way that they go about the arc for that main character. I think they will. I could be totally wrong, and they yeah. may give us the same thing over again. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I what am I feeling? A gut feeling that they're going to actually give us a different type of story, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because I mean, if you're just gonna at some point, you know, it's the you know predictable can be okay to a point, but you know, I wouldn't yeah. mind something different. <laughs> give me a different story. Yeah, and I think Iron Blood was a good example of them doing something yeah. different with the main character and like. It was a lot, a lot of th- story decisions that they made was unexpected in terms of like what I would expect from a Gundam show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that this kind of continues what Iron Blood did because Iron Blood was, I, what, what made it so good was was the character arcs that they right. went through was like I was didn't really know what was going to happen at the end and I and that unpredictability like really added so much more to like Iron Blood being one of my favorite Gundam shows that I've watched. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that. I absolutely agree. It. it- Something different is always appreciated, especially when you're dealing with a franchise as old as Gundam. Yeah. You know, yeah, what and, I mean? and I, I think the other good thing is that the Gundam that they have for uh, the main character here, at, that at least we see in the trailer, it does feel like a second Gundam that you would normally see, like the yes. way that they, the way they made the Gundam look. It yep. looks like the final Gundam instead of like the starter Gundam. I think that's yes. a cool thing. Yeah. Um, just because again, that that's always going to get me to fanboy out. Is like, what is the Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> so. Agreed. 
The only and, other thing I was excited about, I've got I've got to finally, and reading your article made me realize I can't put this off any longer. I gotta just finally watch the Mob Psycho anime already. Mm-hmm. I gotta just do it. I don't it's it's been on my queue to to watch and it just gets bumped because other stuff hops over it constantly. I just gotta go ahead and pull the trigger and just go ahead and watch it. It's yeah. it, you know. Yeah, I'm, especially I'm especially <laughs> since you love Mashro, I think it's right up your alley right. of like of what you like with Matt. If you want to see what Mash like why you love Mashro, I think you're gonna love Mob Psycho. That's another one. That's what I think. So that, that will happen, Kevin. That will happen <laughs> this, this fall. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Enough with anime talk rock. Um <laughs> let's get on to what our main topic of the show will be with uh for this episode, which we're talking about Chainsaw Man part two. So We've had about eight chapters or so come out since uh, for part two as of today. Um, and I, I wanted to just talk to you, Rock, about, about it, because that would basically collect the first volume for this series uh, for part two. Um, and I want to hand it over to you, Rock, because you you really are the bigger Chainsaw Man fan than, than I am. Mm-hmm. I came onto it late, like last year, basically, is when I started reading it. Um, and... I think really you're going to be better in terms of just going over over everything. So I'm going to be handing it over to you with, with Chainsaw Man Part 2. And let's just kind of get into every, everything that's gone on so far. Okay, cool. No, this is great, Kevin. This this part, you know, this Part 2 of Chainsaw Man has been not what I was expecting. And I think it's not, it's been a surprise to a lot of people who've been reading this manga since the very beginning. And I like that Tatsuki Fujimoto has kind of uh, subverted expectations and is taking a little bit of a different approach with the second half of the series. Uh, it's not without its faults, but but there's a lot to like. I kind of wanted to just, you know, we'll do like we standard do, Kevin. I'm going to kind of, the first chapter, 98, chapter 98, is an oversized chapter. So I'm, I want to recap that. Pause. We'll talk about it. And then I'm just going to recap the other uh, remaining chapters in their little arcs that they're presented to us, and then we can pause and re and and respond to them as we go along. Okay. Yeah. Uh, chapter ninety eight, Kevin. This was a big deal. We begin. It's it's. There's a time gap between the between chapter ninety eight. I'm sorry, chapter ninety seven and chapter ninety eight. We have a time jump, and so we begin. It's a high school. In a high school, introducing their new class pet, Bucky the Chicken Devil. It's the weakest, harm, most harmless devil ever. It's pathetic. It's hilariously drawn, though, Kevin, because it's basically like a, a basted chicken that you would see, uh, you know, in a kitchen with a bow tie around its neck. It's hilarious. Great design for the character. Anyhow. The teacher, Mr. Tanaka, says that in three months they're going to kill and eat Bucky so they can learn how precious life is. And Bucky's very sad that he's going to have to die. And we meet Asa Makata, who's a student whose parents were killed by a devil. And she watches everything with disdain. She leaves the classroom. We learn that Makata hates everything. She's a miserable kid. And we have students who you know, walk, you know, she's walking by students in the hallway and she hates everybody. She doesn't even like couples that are making out and hugging and kissing. She wants them to drop dead as well. She wants the people who are hanging out in the bathroom talking with their friends to go away as well. She is just very gloomy. She's Eeyore, essentially. She walks outside of the school, stares at the city. We see how the city is kind of like post-apocalyptic hellscape. It's very industrial. It looks terrible. 
and she thinks about how corrupt everything is. At this point, the class president walks out onto uh, this balcony of the school to talk to Mikata and says she's not going to make any friends this way. And she offers uh, Mikata some food, which is a Chainsaw Man branded bun, Kevin. So this is the first point where we've seen Chainsaw Man and we learn, OK, he's now a big enough uh, character that he has his own branded merchandise. So my thought at this point was, oh, Denji's rolling the dough right now that he's a big hit as Chainsaw Man. He's finally attained success. He's making a lot of money. We'll get back to that later. Uh, Mikata, of course, is like not having it. She's irritated by the Chainsaw Man branded bun. She wishes that both Bucky and Chainsaw Man would just die. So not a very happy girl. We then cut to Bucky hanging out with students over the course of the three months, and they love him. He's adorable. He's funny. Everyone falls in love with him. And at the end, when the teacher says it's time to kill Bucky uh, and asks for a student who has aspirations to be a devil hunter to volunteer to kill Bucky, that's when the class president stands up and says, nope, the class is voted to spare Bucky's life. Mr. Tanaka, the teacher, is super happy and exclaims, it's all a test to see if the students would value life, even one of a devil. Yay. We cancel math class then. and Everyone's going to go outside and play soccer. At first, Mikata refuses to join the other students. And Bucky kind of hops into her arms and says, come on, Mikata, come play with me. And she's kind of like, wow, he's the first person that knows her name because all other students don't really ever remember her name. And so she hugs Bucky and realizes this entire time she's just been jealous of everyone. And that's what the cause of her negative attitude. And she starts to walk forward and she trips and falls, lands on top of Bucky, who is incredibly weak, Kevin. He's crushed to death and he dies. The entire class stares at Mikata in anger and horror. We see Mikata at home later that night, thinking everybody wants her dead. Everyone at school hates her. And then Mr. Tanaka and the class president arrive at her apartment, tell her to come with them to visit Bucky's grave in order to ask for forgiveness. While the three are walking to the grave, oh my goodness, Kevin, the class president turns into a demon. That's not good. We learned that the class president has been having sex with Mr. Tanaka. That's not good. And <laughs> Mr. Uh, Tanaka uh, likes Mikata and told the class president to befriend her. Evidently, the class president made a contract with the justice devil to find out how to reach her happy ending with Mr. Tanaka. And the president, class president says that all she needs to do to make that happen is for Mikata to die. And then we learn that the class president reveals that somehow she caused Mikata to trip and fall and crush Bucky to death. And we see Mikata gets her face sliced by the class president. And right before Mikata is about to die, she says she feels relieved that she's not responsible for Bucky's death and that she's, you know, everyone is jealous of somebody. The class president was jealous of Mikata, like Mikata was jealous of other students. And she goes, you know what? If only she could live and not die, she would live a little bit more selfishly to have a better life. And then suddenly we see an owl looking devil who appears and says, if she wants, Mikata wants to live, give her body to him. And she does so. And we see Mikata rip uh, Mr. Tanaka's head off and the spinal cord turns into a large sword. And Mikata says she's the war devil. Oh, boy. So that's the devil that she made a contract with. And uh, Mikata kills Prez, and she sits on top of the class president's bloody corpse and sees a poster for Chainsaw Man uh, for a party. And uh, the War Devil says that they're going to go kill Chainsaw Man next. That's the end of the big, giant, oversized chapter. There's a lot in this chapter. That's why I really want to spend a lot more in Chapter 98, Kevin, than the, than the subsequent chapters. So this is really where the meat of the story is given us because Fujimoto's got to rebuild 
has got to introduce us into this world that we're in after the time jump. Um, it's a lot to unpack there. What what did you think about this opening chapter for the new direction of this manga? I really actually liked it. I think he did a good job playing with just the idea because we always get this type of thing with time jumps in in um in manga. Like we've seen it with Dragon Ball, we've seen it with Naruto, most pro- uh, prominent. I think those are the two biggest that had these type of time jumps after a, their big first part of uh, of uh, of their manga story. Um, and I like that he's going with the similar route, but I I like that he went a little bit different in terms of the focus, and we'll get into it in future chapters as well. Yeah. That the the focus here was on this new character of Asa, because really when we ended chapter uh, the part one of Chainsaw Man, mm-hmm. it kind of just ended with almost all the characters getting wiped. A lot of yes. the, our favorite main characters were being wiped out, especially like the on the female side of things. Everyone uh, dies, like, Kevin. Yeah, um, <laughs> where it was basically just Denji. Um, and so again, like it's going to take like while that that does leave Denji in an interesting spot of like right. what what is he going to do next. It does also leave this almost feel like the last part did feel like an ending like that that did feel yeah. like like an ending of a manga like if he if Fujimoto wanted to move on because he did start moving on to like other projects mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been surprised but yeah. um so because of that the way that the part one ended with basically Denji being by uh, alone and like he only had with Yosh- Yoshida I believe yeah um and yeah. so so it is going to take time to rebuild the right. world. And I think the best way to do that is just you got to build the characters back up, like new characters back up. Yep. And you can't really build a new character up if Denji is around. Mm-hmm. And I like that Denji is more like. Like he, he's out there, we know he's out there, we know he after part one, he's become really famous, at least Chainsaw Man has become famous because right. we don't know about Denji becoming famous yet um, because everybody's just talking about Chainsaw Man. Um, so we do know that Chainsaw Man is an extremely popular character now in this world. He's um, world, like he's basically a worldwide phenomenon at this point. Yep. Um, but we don't really know what's going on with Denji. I like that you're keeping that mystery just because, again, um, we know so much about Denji. We've seen his adventures for 90 plus chapters already. And now is a good time to use that popularity of Chainsaw Man for like to build up new characters with Asa, I think is a great uh, good introduction here because she is kind of almost the opposite of Denji where Denji was. Like he, he is very extroverted in terms yeah. of his personality. He's right. very excitable. He's very uh, like he obviously a big pervert as well. And like he has all these qual- <laughs> he has all these qualities that he's like very extroverted compared to Asa, who's more introverted um, in her ways. So and because of her being an introvert, it does take a little bit even for yeah. Fujimoto. Like he does take his time to make sure that like getting over how introverted she is. She's even introverted to the reader. Cause like, we don't get a lot of inner monologue from her. We're not getting all this long um, dialogue sequence. Like you would typically expect from this type of character that even I would, I was like the one thing I was surprised that Fujimoto didn't do. And I like that he would, he kept himself back from doing is inner monologuing. Cause I always expect that from like a character that's the the lead. Um, and I like that because it gets you into the frame of mind of Asa as the main, as the lead character right now of like what kind of character she is. And I think that Fujimoto has it does such a great job with that type of thing of like getting you into the mindset of her character without using much dialogue in which we saw with Look Back, we saw with Goodbye Airy, especially. And I think you could see how much like the, work, working on those two manga, especially has helped influence him in writing her as a main character, like because he's writing kind of almost her as the lead right now. And I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it's I agree. What's great is it, 
And Fujimoto has done this since the very beginning of Chainsaw Man. He keeps the reader at arm's length from what's going on in his characters' minds. And he's very stingy with how much he lets the reader into the various characters' minds. And he makes the reader kind of wait and wait and work for it and wait. And I like that, actually, because that's how it is in real world and real life. You don't know what's in everyone's side their minds. And so I like that that's how Fujimoto's always presented his characters. That's how he always introduces them. He does the same thing here with um, Asa and Mikata. She's she's your typical character for Chainsaw Man. And it, Chainsaw Man is divisive in that you're, you're either going to love how Fujimoto writes the characters in this world or you're going to hate it. And there's not going to I don't think there's going to be a lot of in between the fact is the characters in chainsaw man for the most part you're not going to like them they're not really likable the only likable character kevin that we've gotten over this whole series honestly was aki that's it aki's the only one who i can legitimately say that was a good character through and through and you liked him he's the only one um everybody else is like us you know on on the scale of, of of good to bad you got gray and some are darker gray toward the bad and some are lighter gray toward the good <laughs> right but yeah he plays with yeah you're you're totally right that he does play with the gray aspect of yeah it's not really black or white it's just different aspects yeah. of gray of like teetering on the good or yeah. bad side depending on who which character you're talking about like yeah. the only character that really kind of grew out of the grayness a little bit was power like towards, right. towards the end, but yep. she was still in that same mode set. But I think that was the one character that when we were introduced to, I think got With through mo- mo- a lot more change and development yes. on towards the good side compared to when she first got introduced. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I also like that, like you pointed out, Makata is a real contrast to Denji. And I think that's a good approach to take because she is so introverted compared to Denji and Denji. Look, Denji's character is basically all id. That's what he is. He is the id. If it grew a body and didn't have anything else, <laughs> there's there's no ego. There's no super ego. It's just it all the time. And so Makata is a nice contrast to that. I like that approach as well. And I think it's important to see how it's important that, to your point, the entire supporting cast was wiped out. I mean, completely wiped out. You had Denji, you had Yoshido, and you're done. So it's really important, I think, that Fujimoto focused first on, okay, man, I got to do the hard work of rebuilding an entire supporting cast for Denji. Because Denji doesn't work without a good supporting cast. That's what happens when your character is all, when your protagonist is all id. He needs a strong supporting cast to keep him interesting. And so Fujimoto is smart to focus on the strong supporting cast first. And I like that we're not only is Mikata going to be um, a good supporting character. It's she's also combined with the war devil who appears to be our big main villain, at least potentially. Right. So you got a supporting cast. you got a character who's going to be a supporting cast character who's going to be co-mingled with a character that's going to be your upcoming main villain. That's also an interesting dichotomy that Fujimoto can play with as well. And I think um, the other thing that helps with um, um, Mikara is that she is completely different from what we saw with the other two main lead, lead female characters with Denji. Oh, yeah. 
uh, yeah. Mika, Makima and uh, and Power that they were very much feeding into the, who Denji was a lot, yes. like throughout part one and That's like right. from the entire part one, they just fit into his character and they help. Like yep. it helped, it did help him in terms of like getting accepted into this world and stuff like that. Right. But they really fed into this. Whereas when um, Mikata, like she is not that type of character. She's going to, I think the way Fujimoto presents her is going to be a really good challenge for Denji and make mm-hmm. challenge him maybe even to grow more. It, it, as, depending on how they treat it. Because like you said, with the war devil, now we have this, like where you don't know if Mikata is being positioned as the main villain, kind of like right. Makima, or is she going to be positioned as kind of, like power where she's going to become friends with Denji. Right. And you kind of almost got two characters in one right now with, yeah. with her, because you got the war devil and then you got her like as a normal teenager. And, and, and Fujimoto does make it kind of clear of like, Hey, there's basically two personalities in this right. character. Right. Um, and I like that even with the war devil, like it, it, it has Mikata's uh, um, appearance, except that it has a scar over scar. it. So like, yeah. like the scar over its face and i think that uh-huh. that's a cool thing to differentiate it so that way even when the two characters are sharing the screen time together it kind of get, gets into the whole like they do have two different personalities um which we'll see in future chapters as well um and i think that's like a nice little attention to detail when you're going to have these two like two characters that the only ones that interact with them is themselves like the war devil only interacts with Mikata. Mikata only interacts with war devil. Like no one else has seen those interactions. And I think that like doing that visual presentation is important. And I, and I'm going to be very interested to see like after this chapter of like, where really what direction is Fujimoto planning on going? Cause that's what got me hyped up about this is that I really don't know. Is he going to position Mikata as like this long-term um, um, villain character or is he going like, is he presenting her as a villain to start off? But then when she gets to know Denji or like Yoshida and stuff like that, is she going to become an ally or is she, or is she going to be playing more middle ground the entire time? Kind of like Makima was like Makima kind of the entire time. She was setting up her own plan the entire time. And that's what it feels like with War Devil is going to happen. Um, but but they're at the same time, like you, like we've been saying, we don't really have a supporting cast here. And it seems like oh. she is... Not even, I would say, supporting cast, but I think she's going to be the co-lead of the series yeah, now moving forward. Right. Um, because there's so much development here that it wouldn't be right for her just to be a supporting character. I think this is Fujimoto doing a good job of like introducing us another lead character that's going to she's be just as be, important as Denji. She's going to kind of think she's going to fill a similar role to what Power and Makima fill yeah. kind of combined. You know what I mean? Mm. Where Power was the ally and Makima was the villain. I think mm. that Matak, uh, uh, Mikata and and the War Devil kind of serve both roles together, which is interesting approach. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's yeah, and it's a good different uh, differentiator of what part what we saw in part one. And I think, like I said, I think the the biggest thing is I do want to see what her interaction is with Denji because, like, she is not like even though she has the characteristics of power and Mikama from like a core concept of what what she represents now and moving forward. She doesn't have the same personality as either of those two characters in terms of like her actual personality oh. that from what interacting with normal people are. So I, that that that's what makes me interested in to see if like if Fujimoto is intending for her to become a co-lead in the series moving forward and that because we got as much as I like Denji, I think his stick does play out a little bit uh, 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 and play out a lot um, the further you read into it. So I think having another character that's kind of his opposite is a good thing for 
for the future of the series to like not not be denji focused all the time and like you have this other character that can kind of take over a story and be a lead of a story if need be and yep. i think that's where at least my perception of what uh, fujimoto's goal with with this was that you're going to have characters that are going to kind of be sh- uh trading back and forth moving forward of like who who the leader of the story is or who gets the biggest character development of, of a story now moving forward Yep, I agree. Do what you think? The action was held off till the very end. Uh, Fujimoto really makes you wait for it, Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> action is a calling card for this title, no doubt about it. Uh, when you do get it, it, it is definitely vintage Chainsaw Man. Plenty, plenty of gore, plenty of blood. Do you think <laughs> it was enough? Uh, were you happy with the fact that that Fujimoto made you wait till the end before he dropped it on you? How how oh. it work? With- Oh yeah, I, I loved it. I, I think it made it as impactful as possible, and just reminding you, like, already the issue looked great. I or, or the chapter looked great, but like the action just reminded you. Fujimoto is really like not just the best, what the best writer in the industry, but he's also probably like the best artist right now because like the way he just frames everything, even like um at, towards the end where uh we come as the war devil is walking away with all the the body parts splattered behind her like doing the cool explosion like almost like the explosion uh action hero walk away yeah. um I, I thought it was so cool and then just like her, her ripping out the like the the spine of the person through from the from head up yep. i thought that yep. was cool I, and it just kind of especially after reading just goodbye airy and uh <laughs> look back for for the last couple the last year of uh-huh. i forgot like almost how well he does the action sequences just because like it, it is it is just blows you away like how he frames everything agreed i had no problem with him making us wait till the very mm-hmm. end to get the action because to be quite honest with you I, even though the action does even though chainsaw man is no has become known for the violence and the gore and the action the fact is uh this title has always gone some long stretches before without any action at all. So it's not unusual for this series, even though it's known for it. It's not unusual for you to wait long periods of time before you get a lot of action. So I was, I was cool with it. And I thought it was fun when you finally got it. You're like, yeah, there it is. Woo. And Mm -hmm. you know, got you all excited. He is a wonderful artist. He does the violence and the fighting so very well it's all well choreographed it always looks cool it always looks very intense and this was no exception so yeah well and, and i think it, it was important that he uh made us wait because it does um allow him to get time not just with mikata but also just for the the school itself because it does seem like the school setting is going to be where we're going to be like shifting things yes, a little bit right. and i think it was important that he just establishes like his writing style for all the teenagers because yep. I think that's always like the difficult thing when we see like adults trying to write teenagers and write how they interact with each other that you're trying to write their slang, but they're, you don't really get it. Cause again, you're right. an adult writing teenagers. So it's always a difficult thing with, with these type of manga. <laughs> um, and I think it was important that he spent a lot of time. So that way you get used to the high school setting that he is setting up here. Yep. Um, so that way it just feels normal the way that all the characters in the school are interacting with each other. And I think that was the probably like why he held off on, um all the action because he wanted to also make sure that you got into what the high school setting that he's setting up and his writing style for these high school characters right exactly agreed all right and the weird thing of a like a chicken chicken devil like running around in classroom too (laughs) it's all just so fantastic um all right well that's that was the opening chapter we move on to chapter 99 
And in this one, we learn a little. We learn a little bit more about um, Asa and her relationship with the War Devil. The War Devil reveals that he can read Asa's thoughts, and he will kill her if she goes to the de Devil Hunters. Whoop! There goes that plan, Kevin. <laughs> um, Asa, her brain is allowing her to see the War Devil as a hallucination. Like you said, it's it's basically just Asa with the scar on on her face. And the War Devil reveals that he has left half of Asa's brain intact. That's how she's still able to you know, coexist with, with the War Devil. Uh, we also learned that Chainsaw Man is at Asa's school incognito. So, all right, here we go. We're now now Fujimoto is showing us we got all the players together, that the high school is going to be the main focal point, the main setting for this story, and everybody is going to be assembled at this high school and we all got secrets from each other. Nobody knows who the War Devil is. Nobody knows who Chainsaw Man is. We're all together. So that's always going to be fun. We then meet Yoshida. So now we get one character, at least, Kevin, from the first half of this series, who has now in, been introduced at the school. And he, I like that Fujimoto sets him off, Kevin, because he makes, he makes immediate, he makes the reader know immediately that Yoshida is very tall. And by physically setting him off from everyone else, it lets you know he's important. And they constantly ref refer to him as being this re really tall guy. So it kind of it lets you know that he's not your normal. He's up to something, right? He's up to something. I think that's that's always important to make characters that are special, little maybe physically different in some way, in some manner. So that was that was well done. Fujimoto also has. Uh, the mentioning of the devil hunter club that exists at this high school. So kids who want to become devil hunters think that might be a good thing for their future. They can join the devil hunter club. And we learn that uh, multiple people are part of the club. Of course, the war devil, Kevin immediately wants Asa to join the devil hunter club. Obviously is a good way to try to find out who the, who chainsaw man is. Right. And maybe chainsaw man is a member of the devil hunter club. That would kind of make sense as well. At anyhow, uh, when, I love this near the end of the chapter when Asa is at the Devil Hunters Club meeting. She's meeting the other students. Yoshida's there. And War Devil kind of takes control of Asa for a moment to keep us in mind that Asa's not always in control. Evidently, War Devil can, when, when the War Devil wants to, can kind of step in and take control of Asa's body and her brain. He has. Asa ask Yoshida out, who immediately declines to go out with her. So now it's super awkward <laughs> that she's with this Devil Hunter Club. So it's some nice high school bits there, Kevin. And anyhow, War Devil's like, listen, I don't care if you're if you're uncomfortable, if you're if you're embarrassed or awkward, we're joining the Devil Hunter Club. End of story. That's how that chapter enders and ends. What did you think of this chapter? We get to introduce a, a couple of more characters, a little bit more of the high school setting. What'd you think? Yeah, I like that. Um, again, just continuing on where like then we don't still know where Denji is at this point, right? Uh, like I like that. Oh, there's a rumor now that he's at the school. Like I yes. uh, like I said previously, like it does seem like the school is now going to be our new main um, place that we're going to be. Kind of like Denji and Aki and Power's apartment was like a really a main focal point in the yes. original. I think this is where like the high school is replacing that apartment. I feel like now. I agree. Um where we're going to see a lot of cool interactions with characters or like uh, just simple, like getting more personality out of them. And I like mm -hmm. that this chapter um, introduces us to Yoshida because we did need to find out if there's going to be other characters from 
the previous part are going to play a part. Right. I think Yoshida is a good character to introduce us to before even Denji, because again, he's mm-hmm. he's more of like he's a more nor- like the most normal character <laughs> out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, even though he's a pretty pretty guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, and like you said, he gives a perspective. Like I like that in terms of the artwork, just the framing of the perspective of yes. that he's very tall and all this yep. stuff. So, um, and, and everything. So. And, and I think what the biggest thing for, with this chapter was just establishing the war devil and Asa's relationship um, and how, like, like you mentioned before, where they're splitting the their brains basically in half. How does that, what does that mean? And we see, we see throughout this chapter, well, yeah, the war devil could kind of take her over at any time that, that they want. And I like that you got the physical representation through the artwork of like, whenever the war devil was appearing, at least in the artwork, we see that the scar on her on on um asa's head but then mm-hmm. when but in reality like yoshida and the others aren't seeing that like this is just a physical right. like the re- a mental representation for yep. when there's the switch over and i like that little attention to detail thing because again you do have basically two characters sharing the same body mm-hmm. and i think um again just fujimoto and through the artwork does such a good job to those little attention to detail so that way he lets the reader know um, yep. who is the character talking so that there's no confusion that like he has to do something weird with the word bubble or or so, like something different with the speech pattern obviously the speech pattern does change and it just helps when you have that visual representation of like there's a there's a ver- like the war devil there's a specific physical feature between the war devil and asa which is the scar mm-hmm. and that helps out with even like the tone of that asa is talking to when she's talking to yoshida i think that it goes a long way i think the visual storytelling is just as important as the uh, as the dialogue I, I agree i like i like that we get more and more into the war devil's relationship with asa it's really important because that it's such an interesting relationship and the two characters the two for one character deal with her is just very it's exciting and it has a lot of potential i also like that we got we get more of the high school vibe more of the high school storylines, you know, Asa asks, well, War Devil asks Yoshida out and Asa has to deal with the aftermath of being rejected. It's it's that awkwardness, it's the uncomfortableness that exists in high school. I like that we get that high school vibe in this chapter. It helps to, to ground the story in some type of reality. The other thing that it does too is that it helps in terms of um, establishing that the war devil and and Asa's relationship is going to be completely different from Denji and Puchita's yes. relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. where Puchita is more like subservient and like just yes. we, he doesn't really get much development at all. Like in the, throughout the story, it's really Denji's story. Yeah, right. But we're, we're, with the, that's completely opposite here. Where it, yes. the war like Asa and the war devil are are sharing the same body, but right now the war devil seems to be more in control. Where the war devil could come out at any moment. Yep. Um, even though it, it did leave the um, half of Asa's brain active for her, mm-hmm. it does seem like right now at the moment it's the opposite of what Denji and Puchita were. Denji is the are the, the dominant one here. Yep. We have see that Asa really has no kind of control right now, no. and it does set up an interesting thing aspect for her character too. Of like, we don't really know if she wants to have control of her body right. or is she going to. Or is she going to develop like kind of almost like a love hate, more of a love hate relationship between the with the war devil, where she's like, this is actually a good thing, and do I need to regain control of my, of my own narrative, basically? Because right now it does seem like 
the war devil is the dominant personality. And like, I, I do like that difference as well, that you're just further establishing Asa as even more of an intriguing character and which you really do need. Cause again, Fujimoto does seem like she, he's intending her to be the co-lead of the series moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I like that. We still keep chainsaw man and the background. He's a bigger force, not seen than seen at this point. I mean, look, believe me, Chainsaw Man's character literally touches every single aspect of the story in the in chapters 98 and 99 without him even appearing. That's it's a powerful presence. So it's not like it's being ignored. He literally touches everything. He's he's still what makes the story move without a doubt. And I like that Chainsaw Man can make the entire story move without actually being present. That's good writing. It's quite compelling. Yeah, and it's an uh, interesting challenge for Fujimoto, too. I, it does feel like he's challenging himself to see how long he could almost, like, have yes. Chainsaw Man out of the story <laughs> and, like, not have Chainsaw, right. like, have the basically title character in this. And it, that's what, it, now, after reading the first two chapters, that's what you get. Is like, okay, Fujimoto, how long are you going to keep this up? And how long are you? Yes. And it does almost feel like he's challenging himself. Like, can I write interesting enough characters Yep. Um, to get the reader still invested without actually having my title character in this. And that's what these first two chapters in, that's what got me into like, oh, how long is he going to actually keep this up? Like, which I like, because again, Asa is really fascinating, especially with her relationship with the war devil. Mm-hmm. But it is, like you said, Chainsaw Man is still the guy that's the driving force right. without actually physically being here. And that, wow. that's a really cool, uh, like a narrative aspect and just shows the mastery that Fujimoto has over writing. Absolutely. All right, well, we move on to chapter 100, and here, Kevin, we meet another supporting cast member, and this time it is Yuko. The three people in uh, Asa's Devil Hunter Club group it would be Asa, Yoshida, and Yuko, a nice young lady who is bespectacled, and she immediately wants to make friends with uh, Asa and... The three of them kind of talk, introduce each other, get to know each other, that kind of thing. After they're together at the club, Asa goes back to her locker. Oh, Kevin, she goes back to get her tennis shoes. And wouldn't you know, someone's put a bunch of raw meat in there. Before that happened, we saw some of the other students just giving them giving her mean looks and just just bad vibes and being quite bullying toward her. Not physically, just just with the just with the, the the stares and the general attitudes. And so at this point, Asa has to walk home barefoot. And it's very painful, Kevin. And then we see Yuko run up to her and go, hey, look, I take, take one of my shoes. And we'll both wear a shoe. And we'll both be slightly in pain together <laughs> and slightly comfortable. And we'll walk to um, uh, Yuko's house. And that's what they do. On the way to Yuko's house, they talk about how Asa's been bullied for killing Bucky. And Yuko even, you know, she's she you can tell Yuko she's she's different, Kevin. She's kind of weird around people. She's kind of doesn't say that she's kind of blunt, maybe doesn't have the best. So you get the impression she doesn't have really good social skills. She's, you know, she just blurts things out. She has no filter. <laughs> yeah, no filter at all. No filter. And we we do learn that that Asa is not really sad about killing Bucky, Kevin. She's really just sad that everyone saw her kill Bucky. So again, again, this goes back to how Fujimoto, look, if you're looking for likable characters, this is probably the wrong manga for you. 
he's going to continually make characters unlikable at various scenes. And this is a moment where I think the reader was starting to warm up to Asa uh, because she's you, she was starting to over chapter the course of chapter nine nine she was starting to become a little a little bit more sympathetic with how she's doing with the war devil but this was kind of Fujimoto reminding the reader eh don't be too sympathetic because there's a lot of bad qualities in these people too and this is kind of a moment of Fujimoto again playing with the reader playing with the reader just when you start to get maybe a little comfortable with the character. Fujimoto is going to throw you a curveball and go, uh-uh, let me, let me sh show you this about their personality that you're not going to find very, very likable. It's He just always does this. And this was a moment where she, you know, Asa's not happy about, she's not really sad. She's just sad that other people saw her and now they're mad at her. And we finally, the two girls get to Yuko's house. At that point, Yuko offers Asa her other shoe and... To, to walk to her house and Asa takes it. And that's the end of that chapter. It's a very quiet chapter. Kevin is very character heavy. Again, we're now three chapters in Kevin, no sighting of chainsaw man or Denji at all. And this will now be the second chapter in a row, chapter 99 and chapter 100, where we get no action at all. So what'd you think of chapter 100? Um, I enjoyed it too. I think it like kind of like just uh, establishing Asa's character. I think it's kind of just important to just kind of build out the school setting, like I said in the previous two chapters, that it does seem like the school is going to become um, the setting for this this series, like where it's the core, like where we're always return to, kind of almost at least at the beginning. Um, and I like that in the previous chapter we established that Yoshida's here at the school now, and then now let's now that we've got introduced to a familiar character let's introduce somebody else in the school that maybe we're not familiar kind of like with asa mm -hmm. and through yuko um and like you said we don't she has no filter um and i like that she's kind of the opposite of both yes uh yoshida and asa as well because yoshida is more like asa where he's a reclusive yeah. a little bit he's mm -hmm. more the cool cold guy um character so we do need a kind of a character kind of almost like denji where that has no filter that will do whatever and uh -huh. i like that she's she's at least introduced as someone that could become her asa's friend right but again like you said we're through the introduction of yuko we also see oh yeah there's a lot of still unlikable aspects of asa's character mm -hmm. even though she is the character we've been following for the last three chapters yep. that doesn't mean that she's suddenly become like all her negative personality traits are going to be disappearing she does still have these negative personality traits it's a big emphasis for a character, especially when you have the, her relationship with the war devil coming into play. And, and we continue to see like, like is the war devil feeding into like those negative personality traits that she has that, and he, are they making those worse for her? Because now like kind of, you see that here with the war devil kind of beating that devil on the shoulder of like, yes, this <laughs> kind of feeding it, like, like feeding into how she needs to think negatively of the entire world. So like, is it playing into like like we said at the first chapter is the war devil trying to corrupt um asa so she does become the ultimate villain mm -hmm. and is also just kind of allowing it to happen because then that's what you kind of feel like she's kind of demure about it or like yeah. no i'm not gonna do that right now that's not a good idea but you could kind of tell that oh you know what they might be a good idea to sell these shoes or something like that mm -hmm. um so like I, I do like that fujimoto continues to play with that and i think that's where the action really i we get some 
action through the dialogue of yes is there this battle or this mental battle of the war that the war devil right now is at least winning it seems like that yep. inside asa's head mm-hmm. i agree I, I i'm fine with there not being any action in the past couple of chapters honestly again because Fujimoto does have to rebuild the entire supporting cast for this series. So it's really important. And he's got to establish this new setting that we're in with the school. So I'm totally fine with not having action in these two chapters. And I think, to your point, I think the battle of wills that we're seeing being played out between the war devil and Asa is providing us the stand-in for the lack of physical action. That that mental warfare gives us enough tension and excitement to the two chapters to keep us intrigued and interested in the story. So while we don't get physical fighting, the battle of two, it's clearly, Kevin, a battle of two wills. And one half, the war devil, is trying to take over the other half, Asa. And at yeah. this point, Asa seems like she's not up to the battle or or maybe more willing at this point she seems more willing to kind of just roll over or be uh you know submissive to the war devil side at this yeah. point of the battle yeah no, and, and again it just kind of feeds into is the war devil going to be the ultimate villain of this right. kind of like Makima was at at the end mm-hmm. of of the first part is it a setup for that or is it going to be something else where it's just really trying to develop Asa's character so that she becomes and her and the war devil kind of become more coexistent, like Chainsaw Man and Denji. Yeah, right. Um, and we still don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think keeping that mystery a lot, like going especially in this early part where we really don't know, mm-hmm. because that's definitely how it's been positioned so far that the war devil is the new big bad, bad guy of the series. Right. But we still don't know that because like we, we haven't been really introduced to what else is going on in the world, really. Um, and we do know there's other devils around, so we don't like it, it, another devil could appear that could be the main villain again. Um, but I, I like that they're just playing up that we don't know who the ultimate villain is right now. It seems like the war devil, but we still don't know. Yeah. Hey, before we move on to chapter 101, what do you think of Fujimoto's artwork in these past two chapters when he's not giving us any action? Um, I, I enjoy it. I think it just kind of, um, you could definitely tell that, um, how much the last two one shots that he's worked on have yeah. really inspired him in terms of it. even like the way he's writing uh, Yosh- um, Asa, Yoshida and um, Yuko here. Um, you could see that like he did really enjoy his time working on look back and goodbye area of just developing human characters. And just yeah. what does it mean for three different types of characters interacting with each other and, um, and playing off each other. And I think you get that here, especially with Asa and Yuko who are completely different personalities on the opposite ends of the spectrum, one is more extroverted, one's the introverted for for both extremes, really. Um, and with Yuko, I, I do wonder what more um, Fujimoto is going to do here because while I like Yuko um, as a contrast to Asa, I could see her character if there's not more given to her, mm-hmm. that could become played out really quickly. Because even in this chapter, I'm just like, okay, I re- read a lot of. Um, you had a lot of words here, but there, is there going to be something more to the character than her just being the extroverted friend? And because we've seen that all the time with any oh, ca- yeah. lead character that's our supporting character that's introduced, there's always more to the character. And I hope that that's the case with Yuko. Because as much as I liked her playing off Asa, right. at the same time, I'm kind of almost like concerned that she's a character that's going to just feed into the War Devil stuff, right? Um, and be like a sacrifice character. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's not more given to her, and that's kind of the only concern I have, because I've seen that Fujimoto do that um, with Chainsaw Man a little bit sure. here and yeah. there, and that's what I hope that Yuko's character isn't. 
mm-hmm. um, um, positioned as that's like more feeding into more of the war devil stuff, and she's she does come come into her own. Um, the more we, we see her in, in the series. Yep, yep. My take on uh, Yuko is pretty much the same as yours there too. Um, let's combine chapters one hundred one and one hundred two, Kevin, because they pretty much are tell one story. And so in chapter one hundred one, we have. Asa returning the shoes to Yuko at school the next day. They plan to go devil hunting in town after school. And we cut to that scene while they're, you know, walking around town. And they talk about becoming devil hunters when they grow up. And it's a pretty good career. And during this, War Devil's like telling Asa, you got to kill Yuko. Kill her. Make her a weapon. Uh, we learn from the War Devil, Kevin, this is important, that the guiltier Asa feels when she kills someone the more powerful the weapon will be from that person. That's some new information, important to know. And Asa kind of, you know, this is while Yuko's in the bathroom, Asa kind of just snaps for the first time, Kevin. We see Asa actually push back on the War Devil in this Battle of Wills, where Asa goes, you know what, stop calling me girl, because up until now, the War Devil's only referred to Asa as girl. And she goes, call me Asa, that's my name. And the War Devil kind of taken a little back by it and goes, okay, Asa, and and... From now on, you can call me Yoru. So, ah, so we had pushback from Asa, Kevin, and we had the War Devil kind of okay with that pushback and kind of saying, hmm, maybe respecting it, not too sure. But then the War Devil opens up a little bit and says, well, my name's Yoru, so call me Yoru instead of just War Devil or Devil, whatever. So that, that was a big moment. Anyhow, we then get a, a or we see a news reporter talking about how a lot of people are killed by devils every single year, and it's a real problem in society. Yeah, one could agree with that, Kevin. Um, and then suddenly out of nowhere, oh, no, we see a giant bat devil, and he attacks our two heroines. Oh, no. And the war devil goes, oh, this is not good. A, we're not strong enough to take on that that bat devil and kill it. But even worse than that is I've just learned that I can't take control of your body, Asa, when you're stricken with fear. Not good, Kevin. Not good time to realize that. Bad time. So the two girls start running. Well, the Bat de- Devil, now we're in chapter 102, the Bat Devil chases after them. And in the process, Yuko gets badly hurt. Her leg gets impaled with something. She's badly injured. And at this point, the War Devil's like, kill her, kill her, make her a weapon, kill her. And, and War Devil's like, you're not sorry you killed Bucky. You know, you you know, you're not you're just sorry that you were seen killing him. You know, you 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 said you wanted to live life more selfishly if you got a second chance. Well, this is your time to do it. Kill you go, so we may live. And at this point, Asa goes, not not doing it. So she's put again pushing back again, Kevin. That battle of will. She's pushing back against the war devil and saying, No, I'm gonna take the more virtuous, the more heroic path. Scoops up Yuko and starts running. Unfortunately. As Asa tends to do, Kevin, she trips and falls. This is a recurring theme with Asa, as we now learn, because she flashes back to you know, when she's like at a birthday party, she trips and falls and ruins her cake. And then uh, she's when she was a child, a younger teen running from a devil that was attacking her mom and her are running from a devil. And while they're running away, Asa decides, oh, I see a little cat. I'm going to pick it up to rescue this little cat while we're running away from this devil. And she scoops up the cat. And then what does she do? She trips and falls and that causes her mom to slow down to pick her back up and by slowing down her mom gets killed by a, a vehicle flying through the air from the devil's attack and at this point we have uh we have flashback to yuko offering 
Asa a shoe and Asa saying she'd rather be bullied than pitied and Yuko saying she doesn't care what Asa feels. Yuko uh, says that even if her actions turn out to be a mistake, as long as her heart was in the right place, that's all that matters to her. And Asa goes, you know, it was my fault that my mom died and that Bucky died. But as long as my heart's in the right place, uh, that's all that matters. And she's going to save Yuko. And she picks her back up, keeps running. Bat Devil keeps chasing him and hope eats him. End of the manga series, Kevin. Done. We're done. It, 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 it ate both girls. We're done. No, no. Luckily, finally, he appears, Kevin. Chainsaw Man battling a cockroach devil, crash into the scene, hits the bat devil, and the bat devil put, spits out the two girls. And we see um, cockroach devil is like battling with Chainsaw Man. He's like, why do you fight devils? You're a devil. What's your problem? Uh, would you want to be a superhero? Well, if you want to be a superhero, do this. A classic superhero dilemma, Kevin. Gwen Stacy. No, no, not Gwen Stacy. A uh, promising young student is <laughs> held in one hand with his life before him and a car full of five old people. Who do you save, Kevin? The devil drops both to their doom. Chainsaw Man can only save one. What does Chainsaw Man do? He goes right for the cockroach devil, slices and dices and kills him. And as the devil collapses to the ground, we see there was a third choice, Kevin. Yes, a little cat was hanging on by its paws to the edge of the rooftop of the building. And Chainsaw Man scoops up the little cat and is like, there was a third option, dude. There was a cat. And uh, wow, there you go. Then we end with the news report saying, uh, Chainsaw Man hero defeats the cockroach devil and even saves the cat. <laughs> so that's the end of chapter 102. Those are the two chapters that deliver all. All the action you could ask for, Kevin. What'd you think of chapters 101 and 102? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, we finally got the big uh, reintroduction to um, Chainsaw Man. I think that's the biggest no notable thing here. And yeah, I think he definitely, Fujimoto does them, does what he does best and make sure that you remember uh, Chainsaw Man's reintroduction here. And you definitely, <laughs> you definitely get that with um, him only saving the cat. Um, I, Kevin, the chapter 102 ends literally with Chainsaw Man bloody holding this little cat and he's like there was a cat too, dude and the entire chapter ends with the cat that's it, those are the words we end on Kevin, a cat meowing <laughs> well and I also like that in, in terms of just talking about the ending here yeah. um, first is that I like that all, the, the whole presentation for Denji's return as Chainsaw Man or just yeah. Chainsaw Man himself because it seems like people don't really recognize Denji as Chainsaw Man. Right. Um, is that they are really, the media is really treating Chainsaw Man as the next big superhero. They're kind of almost treating him kind of like All Might in My Hero Academia, yes. where yes. everything he does is heroic and they're going mm -hmm. to ignore any villainous kind of things that he does right. or like bad things that he does. Yep. And and that's what I think this, like that the final the 102 really does mm -hmm. put, put that over is that. Chainsaw Man is positioned as the superhero right now. Yep. He's he's the ultimate good guy. Yep. Um, and it does really make me interested in what really is going on. What else is going on in this world now moving forward? Is this going to be like the direction or is it setting up a downfall for Chainsaw Man? Is What what are they setting up for, for him? Because right now, it just seems too overly positive compared to what we normally see in these type of yep. stories. And it does feel like even the presentation of Chainsaw Man when it comes to save the day, Everything yeah. that Fujimoto does with Chainsaw Man's presentation is extremely heroic. Uh -huh. Even though the actions on screen, some of them aren't <laughs> what you would think of as a heroic action or like the way a hero should act. 
right right and or or just talk as well uh-huh. and i like that the contrast between what you're actually seeing him do compared mm-hmm. to what the perception is at the end i think that that's a really good way to present denji as chainsaw man moving forward mm-hmm. and does create a lot of questions as to what really is going on with this world where we do know all these devils exist mm-hmm. is it because all these all the devils really are kind of more on the evil side and chainsaw man is really seen as the one kind of good guy is right that right. why people are just pushing the more him oh yeah he saved the cat <laughs> again right. is that why because they want i just like how the news reporter goes and yet another act of heroism chainsaw yeah. man saved a cat from the cockroach devil like that's just yes that's exactly how it's sum up that scene kevin that we just watched yeah. <laughs> and, and then also it's a good comparison to like what Oz's action i which i think right. was a little bit more on the heroic side of like yes. what you would think a hero would do where she's like yes she is really doing all she can to save Yuko, and she's doing. Right. Um, and we see that even with the War Devil controlling her, mm-hmm. that there is she this actual pushback, and this is really the first time we see this pushback yes. of like, yes. And you even see kind of personality, and I like that. Um, yes. Fujimoto shows that again. I think the artwork, where I think that's mm-hmm. where it really does, it stands out, is that even her facial expression changes from like mm-hmm. where she's more dour, she's more emo like throughout the previous chapters when yeah. she's going into a mode where i need to save yuko right he, her personality kind of almost changes where it's more bright it's more like expressive because she's desperate to save yuko and get out of this situation and i, I like that switch where you're like oh she does have more personality to her that she's even showing that she even allows herself to show and it really only showed at this point of in a moment of danger where she could have easily ran away saved herself but she didn't and I like that in contrast to what the war devil was saying, like, you should just leave. You should, we, yeah. we gotta, we gotta, this is a fight for survival. Right. Um, Kill you will make a weapon and yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we did in the first chapter where we ripped off somebody's spine. Yeah. Um, and so I like, like you said um, before, where we're having just this constant battle of wills, really. And I think that's really the main driver of at least this early part two yep. is going to be war devil and Asa compared to like the more, superhero fun that's the chainsaw man story with denji um and i like that there's two basically two different stories going on right now with for the two main characters that we have at at the moment yeah it's fantastic writing it really is to be able to have the more psychological warfare going on between um you know asa and the war devil while you have the physical conflict going on between chainsaw man and the cockroach devil i just think that's really excellent writing it it offers multiple levels for the reader to just really delve into and get immersed in the story it's just it's just great writing i love when writers can write on multiple levels at levels at the same time and again fujimoto has and i've since the very beginning kevin and i've always gone back to this, his action scenes always deliver some of the best character work and i action scenes can pull off character work and he does it again he does it again here you get good character work with both asa and with denji in this big battle scene i uh, it, it it's it's just great it's just great fight scenes it has a lot of depth to it and of course it's beautifully choreographed and it reaffirms I think it reaffirms the fact that again, we don't know what world we're in. We don't we we don't know how Chainsaw Man is being viewed. We don't know what his position is in the world. We know he's very famous and he's being seen as a hero. 
But we've learned, Kevin, and we weren't too sure up until now. We've not seen Chainsaw Man. We've not seen Denji, right? We just know he's super famous. He has branded merchandise. Everybody loves him, right? So we don't know, is Denji rich of all this merchandising? Is he popular? Is he loved? Uh, has he become more, has he evolved since we last saw him, Kevin, and become more heroic? Right? We didn't know until this scene. This scene's important because it lets us know he's still not heroic. <laughs> Denji's still not altruistic, and he's not heroic. He's still the same Denji that we know, and he's operating for, he's operating as a hero, in air quotes, for different reasons than we might think. And so I think that's important to let us know, we'll pump the brakes. Not everything's changed with Denji. So now the next question is, well, if Chainsaw Man is still operating the same as he did before, with the same impulses, the same motivations. Well, is Denji any different? Is he getting rich off branding? Is he, you know, living the life of luxury? Because you got to remember, he's a character who's Kevin, when we first met him, was living in squalor. And all he wanted was what? An apartment, food, drink, and a girlfriend. Okay. So we're like, what, 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 what is he getting? Where is Denji now? So now we're starting to wonder, okay, well, what's we see Chainsaw Man hasn't really changed. What about Denji? What's his situation? I think that fight scene was really important to kind of drive that point home uh, to let the reader know, eh, you might have thought you were going to get a more heroic, uh, classically heroic Denji. Not so fast. And uh, again, just kind of, like you said, feeding into the action a little bit of here of that. Like Fujimoto definitely reminds you of how really he just there's no comparison to what he does when it comes to the action sequences. It's like oh, yeah. he's going to be extremely bloody, extremely yep. gory, extremely like even though Chainsaw Man is being put over as a hero, like the way he just fights is like it's the nasty. most brutal way. It's the most brutal <laughs> way possible. And like obviously you have like the cockroach devil where he just could go all out and 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 Chainsaw Man definitely goes out and he it just puts you back into like, oh yeah, this is the the scale of fights that we come yes. to expect of the series. And I also like that he waited until like 102 because it's like kind of a big big chapter because it's like basically what normally would be two years into a manga. That's right. Um, with chapter one like around 102, 104. Right. Um, and I like that he did make sure that to make the these these chapters feel special because this is usually a a big land. Um, milestone chapter four most manga and I think you you get that across with the way he he just presents everything is um, for for 102 especially like with Chainsaw Man um, it just feels like he got more, more budget to draw whatever he wants yes. kind of almost and and it, yeah. it does get get into of like how it is a good thing that he makes you wait for this type of thing because yes. like the like as he's building up these characters the anticipation for these type of action sequences grows mm -hmm. even more because you know what to expect at this point that mm -hmm. you don't really need this type of action every single chapter. Oh. Like you could save it and save it for the biggest thing possible. And that's what he did here. And that's, I, I love that type of presentation here because again, you get a lot of character buildup. So you care about the, what's going on in the scenes to make even the action that's already over the top, incredible, um, like wow moments, even better because of all the ca character emotions going into it. No, I totally agree. The action is phenomenal when, when, and I should have mentioned that chapter 102 is is giant sized it's a giant sized chapter I, I i forgot i was remiss in saying that it, it is a 50 pager as well so this was a special chapter to your point kevin it's 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 a big deal and 
Fujimoto treats it as such. But wow, the art, Kevin, the art for the Chainsaw Man cockroach devil fight. It's just phenomenal, isn't it? The scale is massive. I mean, it feels massive. It feels big budget. This is like a, blo a summer blockbuster movie. It just feels huge. And it has so much energy and power packed into it. It's it's just incredible. I mean, it's just jaw. It's jaw dropping. The art is spectacular. This fight scene, spectacular. I love that Fujimoto is judicious about when he delivers it. Because if you got this every chapter, Kevin, yes, it's like it's look, it's like candy when you're a kid. Yeah. Uh the you know, the uh, I get through three three musketeer bars and I'm still pretty happy. But the time I get to the fifth one, I'm like, oh, why'd I do this? You know. It's eye candy, but too much eye candy. It doesn't become special anymore, right? And I want it to retain a feeling of specialness. I want these moments to feel important and incredibly special. And I think by being judicious and when he gives them to him, they're more fun and more exciting. At least they are for me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're totally right about that is that um, it just makes the artwork more impressive when it doesn't happen as much, yeah. like these type of action, just because you do want to save it. Like you want to save right. savor this type of thing. And if you get this every single chapter or every other chapter or so, you're going to kind of get bored of it and you're, it's going to just become, you're going to get used to it. And I think that's where Fujimoto really does understand that type of thing of like, yep. Hey, you know what? I need to save it. Not just for my, my, <laughs> for me, for my energy. Cause like, it does take a lot for, to draw these. Well, like, oh, yeah. cause he puts a lot into these action sequences. Yeah. Yeah, but it also gives them the opportunity to use the other chapters to just build up the characters, and I think yeah. that's just as important as the action because it's going to really make the action stand out even more because you're like, this is what the characters that you you're building up a care for, and like you you have what five chapters to build up a care for Asa, you got, and then also Yuko, uh, so that you do feel the danger for them, so that they're not just random characters in the middle of a fight that Chainsaw Man is in. You yep. do feel that danger because Asa is also there, also Yuko's there, and you feel that desperation for those two characters that what, how are they going to get out of this? You get Chainsaw Man in there for his big superhero kind of introduction. And it mm -hmm. just kind of furthering it and just plays into all like, again, the Chainsaw Man is presented as a superhero right now um, at this point in his life. And it all, everything just feeds into that aspect of Chainsaw Man's story right now. Right. Right. Well, what'd you think of before we move on to the next chapter? What'd you think of Fujimoto having a Chainsaw Man choose to save the cat versus the <laughs> student with the promising future and the car full of five old people. <laughs> it was funny, but, and like I said, I think it just kind of feeds into like the final thing of like the media saying, right. Oh yeah, he saved the cat, but like completely <laughs> forgetting that the people, like a bunch of people died. And I think that that's the thing is again, while it's funny, a funny thing, right. I, I think know, the I big, <laughs> well, it's a funny thing in terms of because of what Denji's character, I think it's funny just because of Denji's character, right. Um, that he would save the cat. But the, on the more serious note, I think it just feeds into that the media is warping the perception of Chainsaw Man that every action that he does is the, a good guy thing. And that all the maybe the bad guy things or the things that of what you would think of, like with how Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson would have picked him apart for not saving the, the car, car full of people. Yep. That's not what, how the media is treating Denji. They're like treating every action like so they're going to pick the heroic action of him saving the cat over maybe the questionable thing of him choosing not to save the people. Or not being able to save the people because, like, 
he like even Denji, like as Chainsaw Man, kind of implies that he could have saved the people if he wanted to, um, but he didn't. He chose to just like kill kill the cockroach uh, devil and also save the cat. Um, and so that that's like an interesting thing of like building up the narrative of the world of how the world is treating chainsaw man at the moment exactly all right let's uh do let's combine chapters uh 103 with 104 kevin all right because they kind of rolled together again and with chapter 103 we learn kevin to your point about what you're mentioning the media is super positive but we see a blimp with a message on it saying chainsaw man is a man-eating devil and they see a bunch of interviews with some locals and some locals are like i'm a huge fan i love him and then there are some locals who are like eh, i'm not too sure about this guy he's yeah i don't know you know some are like he's kind of you know i don't really trust devils he should be killed some people think he's american propaganda um and but other people love him so you can see where where it's yeah it's a little split kevin it's a little split though uh i will say in all the interviews it does appear that um it it it's about 50 50 roughly in in terms of the public's opinion on him so that's that's interesting to see uh what's going on and then we see one of the people they interview uh, one of the man on the street people that are interviewing is Denji himself. Uh, what? And so Denji's going on about how Chainsaw Man is awesome. So here, Kevin, we learned that in fact nobody knows that Denji is Chainsaw Man. So he is secret is still is still in place. So he's not benefiting from any of the merchandising or the publicity or the attention at all, as Denji at least. So we do learn that much. We then uh see cut to uh uh Yoshida approaching Denji in the street. And Denji, of course, is like, I don't recognize you. Who are you again? Yoshida's like, really, dude? You don't recognize me? Come on. Get into gear. And then uh, Yoshida's like, look, we got to go to a cafe and talk. So uh, the only way he gets Denji to go with him is by offering to pay for his food because Denji has no food. Well, Kevin, now again, we learn definitely Denji is not benefiting economically from all the branded merchandise from Chainsaw Man, which makes you wonder what, Kevin? Who is benefiting economically from all this chainsaw man branded merchandise that is going around who is probably whoever also controls the news media right anyhow uh we know it's not denji he's still broke he's still hungry so he's very much kevin very much honestly back where he was when he first joined the public safety department right broken hungry and that's why he became a devil hunter in the first place essentially so uh, that's not too positive. Uh, Yoshida then reveals that he belongs to an organization that is tasked with keeping an eye on Denji to ensure that he lives a peaceful life. So, ah, so we do know there's an organization out there, Kevin. We don't know their name. Yoshida claims they're not some nefarious organization, but be that as it may, uh, the Yoshida says the public can never find out that Denji is chainsaw man, that Denji's life would absolutely fall apart. And then Yoshida asks why Denji continues to fight devils since he's not altruistic and he's not getting paid. Denji says it's because he wants people to discover that he is Chainsaw Man. And why does he want people to discover he's Chainsaw Man, Kevin? Well, remember, this is Denji, right? It's so the ladies will be all over him. And Yoshida kind of just sits there speechless. Um, we then, in Chapter 104, cut to the War Devil having an absolute temper tantrum. And War Devil's upset over the fact that Chainsaw Man ate his body. And that Chainsaw Man is the reason why there's been no war since the World War. So, okay, Kevin, that's some more 
big news right there, right? No war at all. That's a that's a big deal. That might be one reason why people think Chainsaw Man is heroic, that the world's essentially forgotten war's terrors, and soon everybody will forget war altogether. Okay. At this point, uh, Asa thinks how she used to care. She used to not care if she lived or died, but now she's glad she didn't die uh, in that battle with the cockroach devil and the bat devil. So she's, she's actually thankful to Chainsaw Man. Okay, a little different for Asa. We then cut to Denji being a chair for a girl in high school, Kevin. Why? Because he needs the money and he's getting like 10 yen for 10 minutes of being a chair. It's a pretty good deal, I guess. Easy work if you can get it. And Yoshida comes in the room and is like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, come with me. And uh, uh, Denji, of course, doesn't want to. He's like, he's making money. And if he doesn't keep being a chair, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get his 10 yen. And so Yoshida's like, look, uh, I'll pay you. Like a hundred yen, you could be my chair. And of course, Denji's first like, I don't want to be a chair for a dude, only for a chick. And then a hundred yen is enough money to make him decide, okay, I'll be a chair for you too. And so while Yoshida's sitting there, he's talking to him. He's like, look, you dropped your student ID during the battle. I know you did it on purpose. You're trying to get people to find out your chainsaw man. I'm not going to let that happen. And Yoshida says he will stop Denji by force if he has to, to prevent Denji from revealing a secret identity. And... Yoshida keeps asking him, look, I understand you keep trying to expose your secret identity because you want a girl. So tell me, I'll help you get a girlfriend. What type of girl do you like? And Denji responds in only the way Denji can, Kevin. I like the girls who are desperate for a boyfriend. Of course he does. And so we cut to Yoshida introducing Denji to who, Kevin? Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. Denji, of course, goes on and on about how he's a big Chainsaw Man fan. And Asa's like, you know, Chainsaw Man's kind of lame. I'll tell you why he's lame. He's always covered in blood. That's filthy. Of course, Denji responds, the dude bathes. And Asa goes, oh, he sprouts a chainsaw out of his head. It makes him look like an idiot. He probably has no brains. And Denji goes, well, he's smart. And then Asa's like, and he only saves women, which is totally horny and gross. And Denji goes, but he's a pure And so poor Denji is defending Chainsaw Man. And uh, Asa's dumbfounded by all of this. And finally, Denji goes, I know what he's what, what Chainsaw Man's thinking because I'm Chainsaw Man. And Denji and, and Asa's like, what a loser you are. And she just leaves. And Yoshida stares at Denji and goes, dude, no one's going to believe you if you if, if, if you tell people like that, that you're Chainsaw Man. That's the end of chapters 103 and 104. Kevin, we get a lot more information about Denji and his place in the world as well. We finally get Denji. And Asa, together, well, briefly, right? What did you think of chapters 103 and 104? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Again, just kind of now we get a uh, full introduction to Denji as well. And like, just kind of, I like that we're setting up that he's kind of back to being a loser yep. um, in, in, in this. And like, while you would think that he would be using the fame, like everything leading up to this, it seemed like Denji was using the fame to get rich and all that stuff. Then I'd like that. Fujimoto kind of played with our expectations of what Denji was actually doing. Yes. And we still don't know where he's been this entire time. And, oh. and keeping that a mystery as well is a good thing because we don't know if he was just trying to get more powerful as Chainsaw Man. Was he doing something else on the side? I, I think it, that leaves opportunity for like for a flashback to like whatever Denji was up to during the time jump. Yep. Um, because it seems like he's back to nor- like his kind of almost normal self like we saw at the beginning of, of the series a little bit. Yeah. Um, which you kind of are, I'm a little surprised about, especially with how part one ended. 
Yes. And that, that really does emphasize <laughs> of, like what what was he up to? What was he really up to during the time jump? Like yeah. is is there something more going on with Denji's character that he he is not gonna be telling Yoshida or anybody else, or like or is Yoshida in, in on it as well? Because like you have Denji going to school now. Um and so you don't really know what that's about as well. Um then him being like, I could be a ladies man if I wanted to and stuff like that. <laughs> Obviously, there's still his personality quirks up there, but yes. at the same time, I would expect almost Denji to try and be a, a ladies man with Chainsaw Man from everything that we've been hearing about Chainsaw Man. Right. Like, why isn't he doing that? Like, is it because the media is controlling him? Is there somebody else in control of Denji right now? Right. I think there's a lot of questions in terms of Denji's character at the yep. moment. And, and so... Uh, Again, while we don't know, I think I, I like that we're getting all these questions right now, yeah. since we really don't know what happened between part one and part two right now. That time period between those two, we just mm-hmm. don't know. And I, it leaves a lot of room for that exploration. I think that's really where um, we're going to get a lot of the um, story developments going on just moving forward. Um, at least that's what I hope is that um, yeah. Fujimoto is not going to reveal everything right away. It's not going to be just one big flashback. It's going to be piecemeal here and there. And I think that's a better way to just develop this version of Denji's character moving forward. Um, and I also like that because Denji is such a lame guy as well, <laughs> the way he he acts, that even Asa, like, he straight up says, I'm Chainsaw Man, and she doesn't believe him. Right. And even War Devil calls Asa out. It's like, yeah. you just had the person that cha- says that he's yeah. Chainsaw Man reveal himself to you, and you did nothing. And she's like, did you no, see the you- guy? He's a joke. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, a there's joke. no way. He's just trying to pick me up. He's just literally just trying to pick me up. And that. And that just kind of feeds into Denji being such a lame guy and yes. at his core that even when he admits to the person that probably wants to kill him, like she doesn't even believe it. And I, I, I like that, just playing with that as well, like, and kind of setting up that there's going to be more to their relationship than yeah. what, what we're seeing. And I think that it's going to make the actual reveal when when Denji shows himself to be Chainsaw Man and transform into Chainsaw Man in front of us. That's probably what's going to make her believe that he's Chainsaw Man. Right, and it's gonna make that reaction really key to the story moving forward. Of what wh- is Asa going to immediately transform into the War Devil to fight her? Is it going to do something else to her? Is it going to shake her um, much differently than any other way? Um, so again, there's a lot of qu- good questions that these I think these chapters um, started to bring up f- for me at least. Yeah, there's a couple of takeaways. First, I mean, with Denji's character, I guess the immediate criticism, the knee-jerk reaction could be like, oh my God, what is this Groundhog Day character work? And I'm yeah, I'm not a fan of Groundhog Day character work, never am, where a character constantly you know, goes through a character arc, and then when it ends, reverts right back to where they were at the beginning of the character arc, and we have to go through that whole character arc over again. I'm not crazy about that kind of storytelling. Um, I, I guess the, the one, my favorite... I, I say that, Kevin, yet my favorite manga of all time, Kanikaman and Ultimate Muscle, absolutely had Groundhog Day uh, <laughs> character work with the main characters. Uh, but anyhow, um, I don't think that's what we're getting here. The reason for that, the reason for that is we still, we 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 now know there is a an organization, an unnamed organization out there that Yoshida works for. We don't know who they are. What's their motivation? what kind of control they have over Denji. We know that they have put Denji in this school and they are, and they've assigned an agent to him with the goal of keeping his secret identity secret. We also know that the media is super positive on chainsaw man while the public is split 50, 50. 
that also implies that this secret organization that Yoshida works for that is uh, watching over Denji is tied to the media somehow, right? It, my, I further wonder, based on where we saw Denji at the end of part one of this series, he had, I mean, he had his whole world broken. Okay, he, I mean, he was stripped to his core. It's almost impossible to see the Denji that we got at the end of part one reverting back to this Denji, which is very much like he was in the beginning of the series, which makes me think, well, is it possible that Denji maybe after losing Aki and power and being betrayed and finding out that Makima was the worst villain ever and being betrayed by her? Is it possible that maybe he signed up to be mind wiped and kind of put back to where he was, you know, before everything? With this attempt to be able to to live the life of a normal high school student as as normal as it can be, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm just, I mean, but I, I have a feeling that Fujimoto has something else in store for us. I don't think this is just Groundhog Day character work. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's where the the key is of trusting the writer or a creative team um, comes into play. Because like you're you're totally right that if this was any other writer or creative team, I would be like. Oh, this is Groundhog storytelling, like you said. Yep. Um, but because of Fujimoto has built so much trust with me in terms of like his writing style and him, his character work, especially, um, that I don't think that's what this is about. And this is going to feed into more of what actually happened during the time jump and why he actually chose to do a time jump between part one and part two. Not just it wasn't just because there was a one year break for between the final chapter of part one and the first chapter of part two. There's much more storytelling to be told there. And I think, like you said, the organization that's that Yoshida is working for is going to most likely play a key, key role in that. And how the media is treating Chainsaw Man is going to play a key on that and all that stuff. And it's all going to work together of whatever is going on with Denji's character. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I have complete faith in Fujimoto. So that's 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 where I think we're going in. So I'm I'm totally fine with how we're presenting, how he's presenting Denji to us at this moment. Totally fine yeah. with it. I think we have yeah. something in store for us. I also it, like. I was, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say the, the only thing, like you, kind of like you said, I think the one thing that Fujimoto just needs to be careful about is um, because he does like to go on a little bit for for a while with these type of character work um, arcs. I just hope that the it, we don't have to go like a dozen chapters without oh, at least yeah. revealing something about what's going on because I think that's the one danger part that that Fujimoto might run into is that if he stretches it out, the mystery out too long. And I don't want to be like reading a dozen or 20 chapters into this, um, into this already that, and without knowing what's really going on with Denji's character. And like, you got to start feeding us a little bit, like moving forward to here in like the next couple of chapters. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Totally. I do like that. Fujimoto was, you know, went ahead and ripped the bandit off the very end of, of chapter one Oh four and just had Denji say to, Awesome. I I am Chainsaw Man. I like because the whole there's the whole mystery of oh is she they're going to be together and is she going to find out and oh go through all the you know like a sitcom you know where you go through all the shenanigans where they're, they're going to find out they're going to find out. I like that Fujimoto's like no I'm going to have him just literally tell her straight up I'm Chainsaw Man and then have her not believe it. I like this approach than having to play the game of will she find out when she, will she find out. I kind of like this approach there where then she's like no I'm I'm him. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, and I do hope that because again, this is the one thing that I was scared about, and I'm still a little bit fearful of uh, like that. Asa yeah. is being set up to be a love interest, and I hope that that's not what he's going with. Like he, like because Fujimoto is teasing her to be a love interest for so much. I hope that that's not the case, and these two characters kind of st- almost are more like kind of like um, more like like Denji and, and Yoshido just friends. They they just stick to their friends, and it's about it's going to be about their part the partnership as the two devil characters that are, are kind of quote unquote the heroes of the story. Yeah, um, I- and and that that's what I hope for because. Because we already got kind of the love interest story with Power and Makima already, uh, a little bit right. with Denji's character, and I hope yeah. that this is like again just kind of feeding into how Asa is such a different character from the previous two female leads mm-hmm. that we had in the series. Mm-hmm. That that is the one thing that I hope that he does stay stay away from is the love interest angle of of, of things. I think she could end up being more like Power, mm-hmm. where where Power and Denji are more like brother sister. Yeah, you know how they were really close, but they, they're maybe not go into the romantic side, but from a lot of power and Denji's relationship was, was more, was very close, but more like siblings. Yeah. More like siblings. And I could see that going this route mm-hmm. just because I don't think Denji is, uh, it's not a character really written for a truly romantic arc. Yeah. It's just not his character. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, it doesn't fit his personality type. Like even the ro- romance with Makima was, really freaking weird Kevin. yeah it was, it was weird but i, I just I, I just mean that that that's like the, yeah. the story elements i i hope that he plays with doing something different with story elements that we like because again fujimoto has done that a lot yeah um in terms of playing with different uh mm-hmm. character arch- archetypes um and i hope that he continues to do that here and that one thing that he does avoid doing because he again he kind of told that story in terms of a love interest slash like sexual kind of almost relationship yeah. with two other characters um already with denji and i think Mm -hmm. i hope that he avoids that and that if denji does get involved with someone i hope it's like more of a side character um right also and and denji's relationship does stick to more on the partnership side of like these two are the new co-leads moving forward and that they're they Mm -hmm. both have things going on um and that they're they're kind of sharing screen time instead of like a budding romance type thing yeah i i can see that i can see that i i my, my money is still on the on uh we're gonna get a big fight at some point, Kevin. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. There, there's no way that like you <laughs> position the War Devil, especially in right? this way, without like the like the two of them fighting in some way. For Whether sure. that means that one of them is gonna die or not, I think that's right. the, that's the other big question. Um, so we'll end it up with chapter 105, Kevin. This chapter uh, kind of concludes, it wraps everything up. We have uh, War Devil upset with Asa that she didn't believe. The Denji is Chainsaw Man. And again, Kevin, we see we see Asa pushing back on War Devil. And 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 you know, you continue to see more and more of this where she's willing to stand up to the War Devil and say, No, you're wrong. Shut up. Uh, you know, I'm doing things my way. At any rate, and and, and in this in this chapter, you really see it come because Asa basically tells War Devil, okay, here's the deal. You come up with a plan to draw a devil to the high to the high school in order to lure lure a chainsaw man out into the open and then we can take care of him meanwhile i'm gonna go visit my friend yoku so you deal with that and as asa's as as the war devil's like hmm you know going to deal with that plan asa thinks how she might be able to tame the war devil so here kevin here we're really seeing it's really coming to a head this is the first moment we've seen we've seen asa 
push back on the war devil, but this is the first moment where she's entertained the thought, well, maybe I can assert my dominance and my control over the war devil and tame it. So that's a big moment. Um, we then cut to Asa going over to Yuko's place and Yuko's there mending from her leg injury. And Yuko says, let's, let's, let's share secrets because this is how people become best friends when they share deep, dark secrets. So tell me one. Asa says, well, one day in grade school, I peed my pants while I was in class and I told everybody it was water and everybody was nice enough to play along. But in fact, I peed myself. Very embarrassing. And Yuko laughs and laughs and goes, you can't tell that to people. You can't tell that story to people. And then Yuko goes, well, now I'm going to have to share a really big secret with you after you told me that story. Um, and Yuko says, I killed my neighbor yesterday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Kevin, I'm like. I'm just like humming along, just kind of like reading it. And that's when the record screeching. I was like, what the hell? Ujimoto, dude, he just does things out of nowhere. It's why I love him so much. And so Hugo goes, and then, but the best part, Kevin, is we follow that up moment with like three pages of the characters just sitting there in silence, <laughs> just dead silence. That Fujimoto knows he knows how to let the art carry a moment, doesn't he, Kevin? It's just pure silence. And then Asa kind of goes, uh, after <laughs> several panels, you were joking, right? And Yuko's like, ah, bodies in the, in the backyard. We can go take a look at it if you want to. And Yuko doing that same kind of like that same, you know, extrovert personality of hers with no filter, where you're just like, what is your problem, dude? Um, and then Yuko goes, well, now we shaves shared secrets. We're besties now. And by the way, Yuko won't tell anyone that Asa peed herself or that she killed her teacher and the class president. And, uh, Yuko definitely won't say anything about the war devil. And now you're just like, whoa, 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 what? Fujimoto just throwing haymakers at the reader at this point, Kevin, just throwing haymakers. And Asa is like, is just kind of like, what's going on? Yuko reveals that she made a contract with the justice devil yesterday and it turned her sense of justice into a power. And now Yuko, Yoku can read minds. Oh boy. Asa says that unauthorized contracts with devils are illegal. Yoku says it's okay when it's in the name of justice. So yeah, rule schmools until, you know, it violates my sense of justice. And then Yoku reveals that she did it to save Asa. So Kevin now, whoa, this makes us, Look at the scene with the Bat Devil through new eyes, doesn't it? So maybe was maybe it wasn't Asa's. Maybe she wasn't feeling the sense to be heroic on her own. Maybe it was the Justice Devil's power giving her that urge to be heroic. So maybe it didn't happen on out of Asa's own free will after all, which again keeps throwing characters back into shades of gray, right? And so. Uh, Yoku tells Asa, uh, by the way, don't come to school tomorrow because I'm going to take care of your bullying problem. Jesus. The uh, second half of this chapter was just haymaker after haymaker at the reader. It was stunning. My jaw was on the ground. I mean, holy cow. Fujimoto bringing it big time, showing you don't have to have action, Kevin to pummel the reader with some big moments, right? What did you think of chapter 105? Yeah, it's it definitely was not what I was expecting at all. Like, oh, even no. like the Justice Devil coming back back into play, like I didn't expect it, like at least this soon. Right. And, and you're right that it does frame that the first chapter of part two, like a little bit differently of like, how much has the Justice Devil been involved? 
And then now that now that um Yuko does have the Justice Devil's ability to read minds, how is that going to change? Even like Denji's role in the story too, because like we do know that he revealed himself revealed himself to Asa before, and she didn't believe it. But now is Yuko going to confirm that? And does that change the trajectory of like? I was thinking, oh, they're like Denji and and Asa's relationship is going to kind of naturally build up to the point that makes the the Chainsaw Man reveal to to Asa even a bigger moment, but. Kind of now that ruin, like with Yuko, kind of she could ruin that. Of like she could just straight up say, "Hey, I also read Deji's mind, and yeah, he, I, he is a chainsaw. He is chainsaw man, and that could kind of just blow up in everybody else's face." And I think that this is like a game, one of those game changing moments for the series already. This early on into part two, and that like now kind of it just makes you think of like this story really. The, you can't really predict where the story is going to go now. Oh yeah, no this this. Wow, chapter 105, Kevin. I mean, we I, I like the big fight scene with Chainsaw Man and, and Cockroach Devil and learning more about the world and everything like that. And but chapter 105 was the this was the game changer. I, I think this is the chapter where Fujimoto just flips everything <laughs> on its head. I think this is the chapter where Fujimoto is tells the reader, okay, you know what? I've given you some chapters to transition into the second part, the part two of this. Of this series uh we're kicking into high gear now with chapter 105 buckle in because i'm going to start delivering some some big story beats to you i think i think 105 kevin is really chapters chapters 98 to 104 were were basically just fujimoto reassembling the new characters uh, you know assembling the pieces getting the setting in place for this for part two of chainsaw man He's just assembling everything onto the game board, right? I think chapter 105 is officially the beginning of Fujimoto going, okay, let's roll. Now we're in, now we're into part two. Let's roll with the new stories. I think this is where he's really kicking everything off. I think he's done. He's he set the table. Now it's time to deliver the meal, so to speak. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting to see how much they play into like the justice devil itself, like where um, because we got it in what was it, chapter ninety eight was the first one, right? Yeah. Um, where the Justice Devil was kind of positioned as like it, it is just um feeding off the sense of justice that the character that it's controlling or the contract is. Yes. Um, so it does make you wonder how much like Yuka was already planning this type of thing of like killing yes. her neighbor or like being in her jealousy or like her idea of like what justice is. Yes. And playing playing with that idea and like it, now that uh yuko has this power like to read minds how is that going to be coming to play of like does the mind reading play into like she's just target like who she wants to target or is it going to be more than that um and i think that again like just fujimoto's doing such a good job with these since then she's shown back up of like creating more questions than answers for us and like just create like every question is going to have maybe its own story arc or, or whatnot. And I think that that's the best thing that he's done, especially in these last three chapters of where like, Oh man, what, what do you mean by this? Or what do you mean by this? What do you mean by this? And that's what, what I, the, the entire feeling I get from the last three chapters. Yeah. Got, people have to keep in mind. Justice devil is not actual justice itself. It is, it is the person's own personal sense and belief of what justice is mm-hmm. so it's going to manifest differently 
based on the person that makes the contract with the yeah. devil. And you can even see here with Yuko when she says the neighbor that she killed, she killed him because he's on welfare, but he gambles uh, pachinko all the time. Yeah. So to her, that is that is an injustice, right, that she has to correct. So you get an idea that what Yuko might think is an injustice. It might not be what you and I think yeah. <laughs> it's injustice. But yeah. it's but it's the yeah. fact that she can now the fact that she can now peel away every to your point, she can peel away everyone's secrets. She's now gonna know. She's gonna know who Yoshida works for. Right? She's gonna know the organization he works for. She's gonna know Denji's chainsaw man. She it opens up this can of worms, and now the reader's like, oh my god, how is this how is this all gonna fit together? Yeah, and I do wonder how the the whole mind reading ability works. Is it going to be just on people that she's targeting because she obviously targeted her neighbor, and then right. also Asa because she wants to know more all of Asa's secrets, so that way they don't keep secrets from each other because that's what she felt. Correct. That Asa was doing um, just in case that maybe she had to do like her neighbor killer. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably. That, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does that mean that it's just people that um, Yuko is targeting that she could read right. minds, or so she has to go with the intent, and because she doesn't like think of Denji as anything or Yoshida as anything. She can't read their minds yet, or she right. doesn't try to kind of like a telepath really. Correct. Um, so, so I, I will be interesting to see how long she, like they go with like Yoshida, like, cause Yoshida even is a background character. You don't see him much anymore. No, right you now. don't. So he's like, there wouldn't be a reason for Yuko to even interact with uh, Yoshida at the moment, unless like she's specifically targeting him. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Denji. Denji seems to re- have receded already. Yes. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how long, Fujimoto keeps those two characters away from Yuko because as soon as those two characters interact with Yuko that like that's almost kind of game over for both of them when it comes to Asa absolutely I just I thought this was phenomenal it takes Yuko's character Kevin and what you and I kind of felt when we talked about the earlier chapters of like I hope she's just more than your typical just extroverted sidekick Mega character. Uh, yeah, I'd say she is now. Yeah. I'd say 105 definitely makes Yuko uh, a much different character, uh, a very compelling, interesting character, too, and a super creepy character. Like, she's really creepy at the end of yeah. it, Kevin. That's she's like serial killer creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then also, like, your um, it does play into like how many contracts that's the justice that will have, have out there, too. Because yep. we saw it with the class president, we yep. saw it now with Yuko. Is the Justice Devil more prevalent in this world because he's creating, they're creating all these illegal contracts and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that playing into even like the status quo with for for Denji too? Because like like you you said in the previous um, chapters too, we still don't know what's going on with this world. We don't know why the story of Chainsaw Man is such a superhero one. Is it is Justice Devil playing a part of it, or is there another devil that's playing a part of like manipulating the world to to believe all these things? Right. And that's that's going to be interesting to find out, because at this point, the justice devil is the only well, the justice devil and the war devil are the are the two reoccurring devils that we're getting in this opening story arc for part two. And. If Fujimoto follows the pattern he did in the first part, I mean, in part one, Kevin, he let us know in the very beginning that the gun devil was the devil, like gun devil that we're chasing that devil from the very the very jump. Right. And so I'm wondering if Justice Devil, if it, it, is it going to be the Justice Devil we're chasing after, the War Devil, a combination of both? Which one's first? Y- you know what I mean? Well, and 
like right now the only one that's kind of positioned in that way is the justice devil of like because right. even in the first part the gun devil was almost like this mythological character yes. like he's the yes. top tier yes i don't get that feeling from the justice and war war devils yet me neither. Uh, me neither. and so i that's why i wonder if there's another devil involved and that it's maybe the master manipulator of all these other these devil characters and that maybe is denji involved in that or is there something else because like there seems to be more going on than just these two Right do now. you like this approach more with part two? Do you like the approach that Fujimoto is taking where you have two devils in the mix that are lower level devils? Do you like that approach versus the mythical unseen talked about, but obviously scary in an abstract form gun devil? Yeah, I do like it because it's going to make the review of whatever devil, like if it is the justice devil or if it's another devil controlling everything. I think it's going to make it bigger and more impactful if we just retread the same gun devil because like right. goes back to your Groundhog Day example yep. of like, are we just retreading the same grounds or are we going into new territory because we don't know anything about the time jump. We don't know anything about are the war devil and justice devil the, the real the end game bosses or is there somebody else involved? I think keeping that mystery alive is going to help it so that way you avoid the gun devil like the gun devil arc because we already knew that was end game for part yeah. one. Right, and that can't be the same thing here. Like, you you could do the slow build now. You you have the audience now in, yes. It, it, and so like you could avoid going down the same route, and it also will make the whoever the ultimate villain is that much better and stand out from the Gun Devil. So that way, even like when you look back at the series, the Gun Devil will stand out as a major antagonist, and then whoever this new antagonist for part two is is going to stand out on its own instead of like you kind of comparing it to yeah. to to each other. Yep, I agree. I like this approach too. Actually, I think it's a it's a different. It's interesting. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated with this with this second part. I'm hooked. I'm all in. I think 105 to me 105 was just like it. Everything got taken up a notch with chapter 105 for me. Yeah. I, I, and that's what yeah. I am so excited to see what what Fujimoto has in store for us. I'm. I'm blown away. I'm very happy with part two. I like the characters. I like the setting. I like the story that we're mm -hmm. getting. I've liked the mm -hmm. artwork. I'm I am very happy with part two. I would recommend people read part two. How about you? Yeah, I recommend people read part two, especially if you read part one. And, and if you haven't read Chainsaw Man, I just recommend reading it in general. And and it, I also would like this. You, would you tell people if you've not read part one? Would you tell someone go back and read part one before you read part two? Or um, do you think part two is new reader friendly enough that you could hop in now? I think it it does. I think changing the perspective of, of also being the main character is kind of a good entry point and a good decision in case people just are hearing about it and just want to start right from there. But I think it, it is the comic book route of like, there's a hundred chapters and you, it, you won't know Yoshida's importance. You won't know right. Denji's importance or Chainsaw Man's importance if you don't read part one. So I think, it is best to read it, read it from the beginning, uh, to be honest. But also being the main character right now, I think is helping with in terms of if you if this is your introduction to the story. Yep, I agree. Um, I agree. And also, I think um, Fujimoto is definitely showing a case of how you can change the main character of a story in, yep. in a, a natural, organic way. Even though, like, we were, you can't, he forces Asa into the story of like being the main character right now with Chapter yeah. ninety eight. But he's naturally progressed like over the last what eight nine chapters to show you why she is the main character, and it's a good. Ex this is a good example of hey, w w Denji was the main character of part one. 
he is still a main character here, but right. I want to introduce you to somebody else that could be positioned as important as Denji's character is. And I think, that, again, like I hope that more writers see this as well of how you could change perspectives and how you could change main characters even. Yes. In a successful way that gets it over with the reader without the reader being like, oh man, you're just forcing this other lead on me that I don't want to read. Because yeah. I could say that about there's other manga that I've read or other mm-hmm. comic books that I've read or even other novels that I've read that have done this yeah. as well. Yeah. And this is the right way to do it. I think he's the, and he's taking because he's taking the time. And mm-hmm. he's putting in a lot of work to make sure that, and it's not making Denji look bad. He's not. He's right. not. Yeah. And like when Denji was introduced, obviously Asa calls him a loser, <laughs> but it, it's more of a joke. Yeah. And it, it is like trying to put down the character of being like the character's weaker than me or right, the character right. is is worse than me or whatever. Oh. And no. he he's done it the right way of like how to make Denji still an important character, still the yeah. key character in this series, yep. while making another key character just as important as Denji. I 100% agree. I think Fujimoto has given the blueprint on how you pull this off because he does it really, really well. And writers that are curious about doing this should read this. This shows you how to pull it off. It's not easy now. You got to put in the hard work. You got to be a talented writer, but it can be done. Absolutely. And you you also have to like you and your editor have to be aware that, hey, you know what? It's going to. It, it does take time because it like yep. even the first chapter, you're like, OK, I'm just waiting for Denji to come, show up or whatever. Even mm-hmm. like the first couple of chapters, you're kind of waiting right. for that. Yeah. But I think Fujimoto took, knew that I could take this risk. I'm, yep. ta- I'm confident in my writing abilities. I could take this risk of changing the perspective yes. of four main characters. Mm-hmm. And I've built enough cachet with the with my my readers that um yes. that they know that I'm going I'm going to treat this right. And again, that that's where it's important that like if you're going to take this risk. Be confident in it and also don't yeah. make it seem like you're going to be putting down like your past character work at, at all because or like the characters that are, already have a fan base or like a, that you've put so much time into as well. Uh, you couldn't say any better myself. I think you're totally right about that. So, yep. All right. Awesome. Well, I think that's really where we're going to end this, uh, Rock. Thank you for hosting this part of the episode. I'm really excited for the anime. I know we. It's exciting that we got new Chainsaw Man chapters just just in time for that. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the reaction is for this series moving forward. Absolutely, it's going to be it's going to be so good, Kevin. I got high hopes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I hope everyone has a good rest of your day. And uh, and once again, um, th- thank you for joining me again, Rock.